These four guys bleed New Jersey Devils hockey. It's Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Well, Devil Nation, the wait is over. Uh, no more running to your phone every time you get a notification. No more checking Twitter every 30 seconds to see if the deal was done. It is done. Timo Meyer is now a New Jersey Devil with what I think is the biggest blockbuster trade that this team has ever made with the amount of uh, players that are being moved around for this guy. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, that trade, jump into a couple of things, all the players involved. Uh, so we're the Uncle Puckers. It's me, Chris Cole, Dan Martin, Tony Anderson, Bobby Pennsylvania. We're all here, and we're ready to talk Timo Meyer. What's up, guys? What's up? What is up? I need a time check. What time is it? It is... It is Timo time. Four. That's what time it oh, is. I missed Timo that time. one. Yeah. Ask me that again. Ask me again. Well, I thought you would have saw it coming, but I couldn't resist. I'm so excited okay, about this. Do it one more time. What time is it? It's 6.14. That's right. 6.14. Thank you. I'm saying slowly while rubbing the oil on. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm doing that right now. You kids can't see that below the desk. Did you watch the uh, yesterday's episode, Dan, of uh, The Last of Us? I haven't seen it yet. Yes, I did. I'm watching it after the show. The girls are waiting to watch it. so It's good. Is They're it... all a little different. This one's a little different, but it's good. Yeah, I heard it was a flashback episode. So yes, I just and I didn't, know... I didn't get that till the end. I really didn't. I really? was like, what? yeah, because... I guess I, I don't know, watch but... it. Yeah, I think I was being stupid, too. You'll know it's a flash, Especially if you're looking for a flashback, it's it'll be obvious at that point. But Yeah, my daughter told me at dinner that it was a flashback episode, so... Yeah, watch that later. All right, so let's talk about this giant trade. All right, so should we start first with what we gave up, or should we uh, start with what we've acquired? What do you guys think? Gave up. Anyone? Gave up? All right, so the parameters of this deal. So the Sharks acquire forward Andreas Janssen. We all know that was mostly, I think, just a salary dump more than anything. You know, I mean, um, Andreas Janssen was a $2.5 million salary with a 2.275 cap hit. 28 years old. He only played two games up with the big clubs this uh, this season, um, which I think he had no points, no assist, no nothing. So uh, last season he played 71 games for the Devs with 13 goals, 22 assists. 35 points plus floor plus four rather uh did we tried to get rid of him once he cleared waivers ended up back with us um do, is anyone losing any sleep over andreas Janssen becoming a shark no, even last that. year he only had a few streaks if you remember there was a couple times where he got hot and that was it last year yeah i agree um this one you know i think could end up you know i i, I fabian zetterlin i really i hope it works out for him there really like him I think, it, you know, he'll get a lot more ice time now uh, playing in San Jose. I like that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of bummed that he's leaving this team because I think he does have a bright upside. But, okay, he, you know, he's 5'11", 220, 23 years old. Again, his salary, not too much. He's 75000 this year, plus, and that's a full seven, 750000 ah, 750, this year, and that whole seven hundred and fifty was towards the cap. Uh, this year, he played uh, 45 games. He had six goals, 14 assists, 20 points, plus four. He was a solid third, fourth, you know, bottom six guy. 
Um, big upside, I think, with Zetterlin. I think the Sharks are getting a, a, a good future player there. Yeah, that's the one I'm, I'm going to miss the most out of this, what we're giving up is, is, is Zetterlin, definitely. Defenseman Shakir, M- uh, this is tough, M- Mukamadulin, am I yeah, saying sure, that right? Yeah, sure, why not, yeah. All right. Of course. Uh, he's a KHL player, uh, 21 years old, 6'4", 190 pounds. Uh, he's played 67 games in the KHL. He's got six, uh, six goals, 19 assists, 25 points, plus 16, one of our top defensive prospects. And, uh, yeah, so now he is uh, a San Jose Shark. And the last guy who's an actual player that's going in this thing, defenseman Nikita Ohochuk, who we've all seen this year, 22 years old, 6'1", 195 pounds. Um, he has, uh, I think, 14, how many games did he play this year? Um, one goal, whatever, uh, no assists. Um, I think he played 10 games. He was our 61st overall pick in the second round. Uh, and he's gone. And we have a 2023 first-round pick going to San Jose, 2024 conditional first-round pick going to San Jose, and a 2024 seventh-round pick going to San Jose. That's a big haul. And um, what do you guys think? That conditional pick is going to be what? Conditioned on whether or not he signs the extension and he ends up with this team? Um, well, there's, there was go. two conditions weren't there and i'm i'm still trying to sort it all out bobby you remember what they were one condition i heard is that um if we make it to the conference finals and he plays in at least half of those games right and that's one of the conditions uh, i'm not sure if there was a second part to that that's what i just heard about a couple hours ago right right okay so It's a big haul. I mean, uh, it's it's a lot to give up, but we had it, you know, and we said along and we're not losing anybody who is a uh, steady guy in our lineup night after night. That's big. Um, And then we get to what the devils acquire. The big one forward, Timo Meyer. It's a big guy. 6'1", 220 pounds, 26 years old. Um, He's played 57 games this year, 31 goals, 21 assists, 52 points, a minus 19. Uh, He's playing on a crappy team, was playing on a crappy team. Uh, Career, uh, 451 games. He's had uh, 154 goals, 162 assists, 316 points, minus 39 for his career. Uh, You know, $6 million cap hit this year. For him, um, there's a $10 million qualifying offer uh, if um, the Devils don't lock him up before he hits the restricted free agency market. Uh, but, you know, that's the big one, guys. Um, how friggin' psyched are you guys? It's a game changer, I think. Yeah, I mean, this is going to make them, you know, one of the top teams in the playoffs. They win as a question mark, but, you know, for a question mark, this is as good as it's going to get. I mean, you can't make this team any better on paper. Now it's just a matter of executing. It really is. So, like, they they did a lot by acquiring him. It's a huge addition. I'm, I'm curious about the next guy that they picked up out of this trade. because He's on waivers already, I heard tonight. Which one? Oh, Harrington? Yeah. He, they put him, put him on waivers? I, I think, I'm going to check again, but I saw earlier that they put him on waivers tonight already. 
Interesting. I was going to ask you guys if you thought he'd see the club at all, but it looks like the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, I need to double-check that, but I did read that earlier this evening. He, Bobby, he what were you going to say? Know, his stats were... Yeah. I mean, the gym came straight out and said that's depth guy. Um, so, for that, he's probably just trying to send him down, use him in reserve. Um, well, let's talk about him then. Defenseman Scott Harrington, age 29. He's a little bit long in the tooth for a guy that we're looking for. You know, 6'2", 204 pounds. He has some size. Uh, he played 28 games this year. He has one goal, six assists, um, seven points, minus seven for his career. He's played 238 games. Um, let's see, eight goals, 37 assists, 45 points, minus 18 and he's only coming in at 750 grand too, and that's 750 against the cap as well. So, is that right, Tony? Did we send him out on waivers? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. easy come, easy go, and you know, I don't know if anyone's going to pick him up, but you know, then, I was just curious about that because I feel like that's our only other area that we could could improve on paper is to pick up one more uh, solid defenseman, and I don't know how solid his stats even looked. To, you know, to fit that role, but I was thinking, you know, trade of all trades if we actually fill that role too. Looks like no, we're still maybe you know, not too bad in the defense department, but we have uh, one hole here or there we could plug. Well, don't forget the uh, deadline's not till Friday, so yeah. Tom Wilson. So I'm gonna say, oh yeah, you know, I heard talk of that. What do you yeah. think? Do you think that's I've a reality? I heard it's definitely. I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of rumors. Actually, the last 24 hours, I've seen his name mentioned to the Devils a lot. But you know, is it just us Devil fans saying it? I don't know, but I've seen it a lot actually. You know, they um, he would be a hell of an addition to that, especially for the playoffs. I mean, he's people. I saw some people being like he's a dirty player, but I'm a Claude Lemieux fan, man. Yes. You know, I mean, he was as we all know in that basement at Chris's house back in the day. Like Claude Lemieux was vital, and I think Tom Wilson could be a great addition if they could actually. Pull that off. Definitely. I haven't heard anything about him possibly going to the Devils, but I mean, every time I watch Washington play, it's like that's the kind of guy the Devils need. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and even at this, you know, the guy's old. I mean, he's up there in age, and he's still producing at a high level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to see if Tom Wilson came on this team. That would be uh, another. I think you know. I think right now we just got right under Boston as far as our talent level goes. You throw a guy like Tom Wilson in there. We can compete with Boston. Yeah, there's an answer to Marshawn right there. You know, yes. Tom Wilson. You kind of want that in a playoff series against Boston. Would love that. You know, we were talking about Domi, but, you know, position doesn't really quite fit. Um, you know, but my, to be honest, my expectations for that last spot is just to replace Severson. I don't, you know, I would love a Tom Wilson, but I would take, uh, I don't know, I was thinking, Harrington, can we use him? Can, can he... <laughs> Because so far, you know, the only thing I saw is Severson has kind of fucked up, uh, you know, Myers, you know, entry to this team by making him choose a different number. 96, is it? <laughs> yeah, he's going with 96 because 28 is Severson's number, which is like, listen, you're shitting all over Rafalski's number if you want to know the truth. Uh, so, you know, like, I, I would be happy for him to do a little switch there, but I guess that's not going to happen. I didn't know that that was... Uh... It didn't even click to me what his number was. I mean, <clears throat> you know, so so what's Meyer going to win with, 96? Because that asshole yeah. didn't give up 28. Not like Mercer, who happily gave 18 to Plot. After I bought right. the goddamn jersey, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got the, the, you know, the black jersey jersey with uh, 
with Mercer in there right now, the old number. I was like, right afterwards, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, you get him to sign the one with the old number on it, and then there yeah. you go. Maybe yeah, it's Paul worth played something. off the plot on there, but no. <laughs> You know, there were two other guys involved in this deal. And maybe, Dan, you know, we, we did get another defenseman, so maybe that's the answer to your questions. I'm still <laughs> really hoping that, like, you know, Luke Hughes gets called up at some point yeah. or at least comes you guys over. Think he will? I, mean, I don't know. Well, it's getting kind of late in the year, but mm-hmm. I would love it. I would welcome it at any point. Game 82. I don't care. Danica was mentioning it halfway through that you could possibly see it, but now I don't hear about it as much. Right. They were talking for a while that when uh, the Michigan was done playing, that he yeah. was coming right up to the big club, that he wasn't going down to Utica, that they were bringing him right up, and then it kind of just disappeared, and they didn't hear anything else. So I don't know what's going on with that. So we got another defenseman here, Santira Hataka, mm. age 22, 6'1", 191 pounds. He is, I think he's playing down in the minors right now. Career, he's got nine goals, uh, nine games played, no goals, two assists, minus five, uh, $70,000 salary. Um, he was a six-round pick for San Jose. He won 184th overall. You know, uh, work in progress, developmental guy, you know, so he's probably, I think uh, he's reported right down to Utica, right? I would think so. <clears throat> and then we have, um, oh, wait, did we talk about uh, the other forward that's coming over? No, we did not. Timur, Timur Ibragamov. This is a mm. left winger, 22 years old, 6'1", 183 pounds. He was drafted in 2019 by the Sharks. Uh, he's with the this season with the Wichita Thunder, so he's down with there. I think that's ECHL or AHL, whatever. Uh, fifty three games, eleven assists, twenty one. I mean, sorry, fifty three games, eleven goals, twenty one assists, thirty two points. Um, and he has reported already to Utica. So, Timur Abragamov is guy number four. And then we also got ourselves a goaltender. Zachary Emmon, 22 years old, 6'3", 165 pounds, tall guy, thin guy. He went in the sixth round, <clears throat> excuse me, 176 overall. He's now with the ECHL Thunder. Uh, he's played four games this year. He's got a goals against average of 2.22, save percent of .936. His numbers are better than Blackwood's. Um, <clears throat> 3-1-0, and he reported to Utica as well. We also get a 2024, <clears throat> excuse me, fifth round pick. And the, one of the best things about this is that the Sharks retain 50% of Timo Meyer's contract. So that's awesome. So this is a lot of moving parts for a huge trade. So, you know, guys, let's, let's go. Bobby, you first. What do you think? I'm positively giddy. This is absolutely <laughs> awesome. You know, I put out yesterday that this was a steal. On our checks, you know, some of you might not agree with that so much. I'm going to tell you why. It's not that we fleece San Jose. That's not what I mean by a steal. Okay, they had the high asset that we needed. They're going to get slightly better picks in the draft than they're going to give us. Their their prospects are going to be slightly lower than the ones that they're going to give us. They got to make out on that end of the deal. Where this is a steal, this is a steal from the NHL standpoint. Everybody wanted this guy. We got him. Everybody would take this guy. We have him. This changes our team drastically. And what we gave up is nothing. 
It is nothing to this team. Zetterlin is a fine player. I don't care. See you later. Somebody else can come up and take that spot. The the defenseman we got and Johnson, that's just a swap of stuff, right? We, we move across a couple of prospects. The picks, we even worked out with, you know, we give them a seventh round. We get the seventh round or whatever. Give them a seventh. We get the fifth. So we even moved up a little spot there. None of that matters. Team Meyer is going to be here. I think he's going to be signed. It's going to change the whole dynamic of this team. And the defensemen we gave up are heard of very good prospects. Okay, that's true. They they wanted them for a reason. San Jose is really looking to build up their defense. But when you look at our defense, four of the positions are locked up to you know, 2008, I think, or close. And then we got Luke Nemec coming in. Uh, we don't have much room. We dealt from a position of power. I would have given him more. This is such a win for us. I think you're 100% right. I think that what you just said is key. Without, you know, the depth on defense that they have in their prospect pool, especially with Hughes and Nemec, who, you know, should be stars in this league very soon. Uh, yeah, I agree. Like, we, you know, the main, it's all about Timo Meyer. And at that point, it's, I don't give a shit. Whatever you want, as long, you know, and, and, and Fitzgerald was able to do it without touching a regular starter on this team. That's huge. Or, or our top four prospects when you think about it and this still gives my Holtz boy some life and I'm telling you it's going to come through next year or so and we're going to be glad that we still have him and if he were in a trade and he went to San Jose then you know three four years from now I'd be watching him score his 50 goals and I'd be completely happy with him while I look back at our fourth Stanley Cup but as of right now that's not the deal unless we go out and pull something for another defenseman um, so I'll, I'm just psyched that, you know, our, our top four, five prospects didn't even get touched when we got this guy. This is not something that we're used to. Definitely not. Question I mean, for you guys. Biggest okay, trade deadline ever, right? Like, have we ever had a trade deadline move this uh, this this huge? Well, I mean, I mean the ones that have happened at trade deadlines that I can think of that were, like, kind of big moves like I remember it being a big deal when the Devils made the trade at the before the deadline for Dougie Gilmore Uh, that didn't that didn't really pan out um, the way that we would have liked I mean maybe the Joe Neuendijk coming over with uh, you know Langenbrunner maybe that was another big one that kind of set this team up but uh, Kovalchuk, um, maybe. Trade, I mean, trade deadline for just before the playoffs. My biggest one I could think of was McGillman, and he was a little bit on the back end of his career, but he did exactly what we needed him to do for that playoff run. I remember the headlines; it was it was a really big deal, um, and this trumps that. Yeah, this 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 is a huge huge deal, and I think everybody in the Eastern Conference's ears just perked up and they went, "Oh shit." You know, these guys are really serious about making a run this year. And, you know, they definitely – like I said, I think they just became the fourth or fifth – they were went from the fourth or fifth best team in the East to the second. I, I really do. And you look at the game, the prior game against the Flyers, where, you know, these – they just completely decimated Philadelphia. Um, and that was – a complete game, you know, all the way around. And then, you know, I feel like the team now finally has some, you know, now this is over. Meyer will be in. Uh, whether or not he plays in uh, this week, we don't know because he still, I guess, has a little bit of a upper body injury going on. So hopefully he'll play. He wants to be able to play Colorado Thursday night um, or at least or Wednesday night or at least one of these games. So 
hopefully uh, he gets in the lineup soon because I cannot wait to see him play. But brings me to my next question. Where do you guys put him? And we'll start with Tony. Yeah. I would say the use line, but I think it's going to be on the Nico line. Um, do you break that Nico Heischer lineup right now as how good they're playing? That's the thing is, man. You know, this is a, this is the thing with this whole – I was thinking about this this morning. I, you know, I was texting Chris, to, like, constantly last night. I was like, dude, I think this is going to happen. Twitter, my – I was actually went to yeah. bed. It was 1 o'clock here. I think it was 1 o'clock. I, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep. And all of a sudden – my, I see on Twitter, the Devils have acquired Timu, but no details. So I'm messaging Chris. You know, I got to get up in like a couple hours for my kids. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this is a great time to be a Devils fan because think of all the shitty years we have had. Like you think of all the things. We've won three cups. So, I mean, first of all, we are very fortunate compared to some teams. But think about the – from 94, the abuse we took, you know, from that – from. I mean, just the, the from Colville fucked, as I call it. Uh, <laughs> you know, Bruce Driver wearing a, a Ranger uniform. Scotty Gomez yeah. screwing us. Like, the things that, you know, the things John that McClain we wore a friggin' Ranger uniform. Yeah. yeah, even when we were going to win the Cup in 95, well, we better win because if not, we're going to be the Nashville Cats next year. That's, like, right. That's all we heard, the whole Cup run. They're, and now... The yeah. final game, they couldn't yeah. resist. I mean, the Swamp City Dreamers, whatever they called it back then, you know, it was like... Now, and it, it started like with Dougie Hamilton. Well, now guys are we're getting guys now. Now we are every trade deadline in the last few years. What have you guys seen? Okay, we're going to lose this guy. And we, we were losing guys that weren't even superstars. We were losing guys that we loved, like Adam Henrique and stuff like that. Guys that you know. But we were always selling. It was just sell. So now, how exciting is it that we have to even talk about this? Like we are, the, we're getting the guys now. Like I mean, you know, we're getting the team who's the Hamiltons. We're getting the guys that would never want to come here usually. You know, and I think I think you're right about the like Hamilton being the guy to kind of set it up because you know when you know free agency rolled around that summer and he was the biggest name and we were in the mix. How many of you really thought he was coming to New Jersey? I know I, I was like, eh, yeah, we're probably not going to get him. We're a shitty team. Yeah, I get we're rebuilding, but still, and they landed him. And I think that opened up a lot of guys' eyes in the NHL, too. Like, maybe this isn't such a shitty place to play, and maybe there is an opportunity to actually win here. So, you know, he, he was a, a big stepping stone. But I think, you know, Tom Fitzgerald has just been masterful as the general manager of this team. And, it's got to be GM of the year. I mean, right? who has made, starting from the offseason to today, who has made the moves that this guy's made? Yeah. They all seemed to work out. Pretty much everything, and anything that like didn't produce a lot, like we were mentioning Halla earlier. Uh, Look at Marino. You, you though, can't man. on paper. It should have been better, you know. Like what's that? Say again. Look at Marino, though. I mean, with, with, oh, you know, I mean, some things. It's like it's been great, man. I mean, and you basically yeah. got him for nothing. I mean, you yeah. gave up Ty Smith, uh, right? And you know, who cares? You know, but but so Bob, where where do you put him? <clears throat> so. I mean, this could change, obviously, at any time. Right now, I would have him with Hughes. I think his grit with Hughes. Uh, then you have the freedom to kind of put whoever you want on the other side because I'm, I'm kind of more into the duos than the trios when it comes to the lines. And, I mean, the Heischer line is just flying right now. So I just don't see any reason to, to break that up. Um, Heischer and Mercer and then they could be a little bit more responsible towards each other. I just feel like a better fit is, is with Hughes. Either that or I'm just – I just really want to see it. <laughs> so – um, that's where I would put him. And then my bigger question just, you know, comes playoff time. Like, you know, what do you even do with a guy like Palat? He was, uh, I mean, his salary is starting to look large now. We have this other guy in the mix and you got to start to worry about these numbers. But, uh, 
Tony, he's good in the playoffs, so we'll see. Uh, Andre Pilat's value is, yeah, you're right. His value is not in, you know, his goal scoring this year and stuff like that. No, his, his value comes in the playoffs, you know, when they get deep into a playoff series and this guy can turn around and say, all right, this is, I'll show you guys how to do this. Follow me. I know how to win. And he brings more to that locker room, I think, as far as the leadership goes. And I even think more so than what he does on the ice. And I do expect them to kind of uh, – you know, step up during the playoffs and have a, a good playoff. But, you know, having a guy like that on the team, he's the only devil on the team that's won a Stanley Cup. Yeah, you two know, of them. Have, to have that guy on the team, I think, is invaluable. Um, and I, I agree with what you guys say. I would put him on the the, uh, the Hughes line with Brad on the other side. I think that would be really fun to watch um, and keep that first line together. And they said Palat and Hala, Sharon Govich, and then your, you know, uh, Miles Woodline, McLeod, and, and Boquist or Bastion or whatever. And I think that's a, a hell of a lineup. Dan, what do you think? No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, the Hughes line is the one that I think you don't want to break up. I mean, I'm um, sorry, the Hisha line is the one you don't want to break up. So it makes sense to do what everybody wants to see is, is how well. And that might take some time. So I think you start it right away. You, you give. Uh, you give um, Meyer a chance to play with Hughes, and I think that would be the smartest thing to do. You know, who do you rotate around them? I don't know. I mean, you might try different guys if it doesn't click right away, but um, I wouldn't mess with the Heischer line. It seems to be the most consistent line we have all year. So yeah. Um, so you know, so so we especially like Dan, you and I, you know, we have talked now for months about Mackenzie Blackwood. And, you know, his place on this team and where we think his place on this team should be. And if he is not injured, if he's not, you know, letting up, you know, five goals on six shots. If, you know, if he can place that steady back up to Vanacek, we're fine with that. You put him in on back-to-backs, you, you know, give him a couple of starts and don't put too much pressure on him as long as he can stay healthy. Well... We know last week at practice he gets hurt again. He's on IR. Um, Akira Schmid is more than capable of taking over the reins here. Uh, and I think uh, some Devil fans, and at least you know, I know uh, uh, I can speak for me and Dan, definitely, we're much happier that Akira Schmid is the backup. But my Absolutely. question then, with Blackwood's contract, we're probably not re-signing him. That's, you know, we know that. This is most likely his last year in New Jersey. He's on IR again. Does Mackenzie Blackwood ever suit up for the Devils again? Well, I think as so. you said, you know, I, I sincerely hope not. That's just me. I don't know. What do you think, Tony? I do think he will. Um, the thing with Blackwood is, is I don't think he, we all, obviously we all know he's not a starter. He's not a starter, right? Um, he's always hurt. That's his big, to me, as a backup, I don't hate him, but he's always—he's just that kind of player who's always injured. You're never going to get a full season out of him. What's a shame is if he wasn't hurt right now, we could probably move him this right. week. Um, and it's, you know, I don't – we all know he's not coming back. That we do know. And with Dawes and, you know, you know and Schmidt, we have guys that can take that spot. I don't hate Blackwood. Like I said, there was – last year, you know, he came through sometimes. Just he's always injured. He's not a – like I said, he's not a starter. I mean – with Vitek, now it's crazy, isn't it? Like now, if you don't score this guy, first period is usually when you can get some goals by us. Sometimes, you know, he just gets tougher as it goes. Man, he is like that goalie that we haven't had in a long time. You know, I mean, so 
Blackwood is done, obviously. I do think that he – I have a feeling if he does get healthy, he'll – he might be in the playoffs with us as a backup. I mean, I, I do think he'll be back on the ice. I don't know if he'll play that much, but I do think he'll be back on. Which he doesn't, he's not needed back on, like you'd said. We do have the reinforcements to not have him back on, but I do have a right. feeling we'll see him again before the season's over. So, Bobby, what do you – like, how long is the IR – is that, what's that, 14 days? Is that definite? Do you know? Uh, I'm actually not sure. Okay, I thought you would know. Uh, I think it's like 14 days is definite. So, you know, what is there, six weeks left in the season? And I just think if uh, Schmid is up and he gets a couple of starts in those two to three weeks that Blackwood's out and he plays like he did against the Flyers, I, I just think at that point, so close to the playoffs, don't upset the apple cart. Just whatever you have to do with Blackwood, you know, put him on the shelf for the rest of the year. You know, let him heal up. Let him move on in the summertime. But I think Akira Schmid has proven over and over again that he is a better backup than Blackwood. Uh, you know, and, and I mean, Blackwood has, I don't know. I don't think we shut out the flyers if Blackwood's in there. I really don't. I mean, no. that's, it's, I don't know. I can't say that for sure, but it's just, you know, the team doesn't miss a beat. You see it when the Blackwood is in, when Vanacek's in goal, they play a certain way. When Blackwood is in net, they seem to just, you know, play a lot uh, tighter. They're, they're, you know, they make dumb mistakes. Like, I don't know if it's just that they're trying to overcompensate for maybe the fact that he's going to let a couple of soft ones in and they know that, or at least it's in the back of their head, but they don't do that with Akira Schmid. Um, they play exactly the way that they play when Vitek Vanacek's in there. So I'm, you know, I'm not happy that Blackwood's hurt. I don't want to see anybody get injured, but, you know, I'm okay with it. I'm fine with Akira Schmid up there. And Bob, what do you think about Blackwood and Schmid? Well, I think to answer your first part of the question, we will see Blackwood again. I just as soon as he's healed up, he'll get a, he'll get a game or two, and he'll be the backup, and they'll probably be the one that they're going to carry into the playoffs. I just think that's where they're going to go with this. I don't think we're going to be able to move him. It'd be great if we could get some of that money off the books too, but we're certainly not resigning him. Um, but I just think, yeah, it's just a feeling the way they've run this team, starting him when we felt like he didn't need to start, and uh, yeah, they're going to carry him along. Um, but I do think he's gone, and I do think that I'm very comfortable with Schmid. And uh, yeah, next year, our goaltender should be set as far as I'm concerned. And I wouldn't mind going back to seeing somebody here get about 70% of the games, you know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know if that will ever happen again. I know. I am afraid of them, like, bringing Blackwood back. That's a, it's a possibility. I hope they don't because, like you, like you said, the team needs confidence in their goaltenders, and the goaltenders need confidence in their position. So – Schmid's been called up, and he's playing with that I'm here to prove myself thing. But that's actually not what you want from a backup. You want a backup to settle into, I play with this team, this is my team too. And if he's got to take over because the starter goes down in the playoffs, you don't want him to come in like without that enough games under his belt, without the, having that kind of rapport with the team. So Schmid has done as best as you can do to build that. I mean, he hasn't had him a, given him a letdown. He had one game with maybe a couple questionable goals tops. Um, but his, his all in all, he's been great. But he should have had more starts, right? And we've already wasted so much time giving Blackwood another chance and another chance. And like you said, uh, they're not going to move him this year. So that was the rationale for why, well, we're bringing him back because we want to showcase him so we can get something from him. Well, that's not happening. I mean, nobody wants him anymore. He was injured. Nobody's going to take a chance on him for much at all. He's not going to help us get any more trade bait. Um as trade bait and he's not going to uh add to this team 
with his play. That's just not going to happen. If anything, if Vitek was to go down, I would be in favor of Blackwood coming up to be Schmidt's backup. And I really, I would take Schmidt over over uh, over Blackwood in any situation. I mean, right. until he proves me wrong, Schmidt has been playing wonderfully. He's done everything he's supposed to do. I, I don't understand why we didn't give this guy more practice. To, you know, I, I understand. Oh, maybe we're going to trade him. Well, we didn't. So he should be done now. And if he's not done now, then I really don't understand where this team's going with this. And it, it just doesn't make any sense to me that he ever plays again with this team. I agree a thousand percent. I do not see him suiting back up. I think at this moment, especially with the Meyer deal done now, you better get yourself right for the playoffs. You got five, six weeks to get the team that you want to put out there in the playoffs, playoff ready. This team is not playoff ready because they haven't been there. You go upsetting the apple cart by taking this goalie out, this goalie in, and when's Blackwood coming back? And then is he going to get injured again? Can you even practice the guy? Can the guy even practice anymore? This is the second practice he was injured in. Uh, you know, like, how do you feel comfortable putting him in a game? And, and especially, how do you feel comfortable putting him in a playoff game? I just don't see it. So we got 50% of us think he's never playing a game in a, a devil uniform again, and the other 50 think he is. So we're going to see where that one goes. But, guys, how cool is this? We have... And I can't remember the last time this has ever happened, if it's ever happened. And it probably has. Two 30-goal scorers on this team. Like, how awesome is that? Sick. We got a 31-goal scorer, and we have a 30. How many of those twos have? 30. And Brattle hit 30. What's he at, like 24, 26, I think? Jack Hughes is at 36. So yeah, he could hit 50. It's yeah. possible yes. that he finishes this season with 50 and goals. or damn near close. Had. So you think if you got yeah, you want Hughes, uh, Timu, and you know, like I said, Brad will probably get thirty. You know, he's I mean, well, he's at twenty five. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He's yeah. at twenty five, so yeah. he, he's probably gonna get thirty. Uh, who else, Bobby? Uh, so we got uh, Brad at twenty four, like we said. He's twenty five. Dougie Hamilton over thirty. <laughs> yeah, Dougie's got like seventeen. <laughs> right? He could push thirty. He yeah. could. That's crazy. Yeah. The offensive production of this team—it's still takes it still is kind of hard for me to sometimes deal with because i'm just so used to the defensive devil teams that like even now it's like it's seeing them going out there and scoring six seven goals kicking ass often yeah it's still kind of like holy shit this is the devils this can't be the devils like the devils don't win seven nothing they don't have two 30 goal scores maybe a 50 goal score maybe a couple of 40 goal scores all in the same season that's insane yeah. And how often? How how can you guys remember? How often you guys remember? Like now, this this season, when there's the three minutes left and we're down by a goal, I don't. I'm like, okay, let's just pull the goalie now. We'll just get this right back. I mean, what the hell? I never felt like that before, you know. They really are the comeback kids. Uh, I've never seen a hockey team be able to do that. How many times is it now this year? Eight, nine times that they pull the. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. Less than a minute and a half left or so, and they either score, uh, uh, you know, tie it up or. Very rarely do they let that empty netter in. I mean, when they want to lock it down, they can. And um, so, you know, we went over, like, where this team fits in the Eastern Conference before this deal was made. And now that the deal is made, I know we haven't seen Meyer play with this team at all. And, you know, he can step out on the ice on, well, against Colorado and break his ankle and it could all go to shit. But let's hope that doesn't happen. Um Where's this team fit in the Eastern Conference now? Because now I look at this team and I'm like, we're three points behind Colorado. You know, it might not be the right. Yeah, we're, we're three Carolina, points. Carolina, right. Carolina, Carolina, and what? 
six points ahead of the Rangers now. Yeah, and uh, you know, Rangers won last night. They they mm-hmm. beat um, who the hell did they play? Uh, LA. 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 Yeah. yeah, they had a big win there. Oh. Uh, stopped Washington lost again last night. Actually, they lost seven bad. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, right now I think Buffalo is in the wild card spot, and the Islanders are in the wild card spot. I think those are your two Eastern Conference wild cards. And you know, this team they have a heck of a chance of winning the Metropolitan Division. Yeah, that would be huge. That would be huge to get that first-round opponent. That's going to be a little bit more of a break-in playoff round for this very young, fresh team. That I really, I mean, I've never been looking for winning the top of your division or conference going into the playoffs. But this year, I think it's it's going to be a, a big difference change maker because of the way they bracket, right. because of the way they set up the playoffs. Uh, I don't want a two-verse-three for their first playoff round. So I really would hope they catch Carolina. And uh, and get first here, and open up against maybe the. I mean, there's no easy opponents. We know that, but uh, maybe the Islanders would be an easier opponent than say the Rangers, right? Well, I think also with what you had said, Bobby, about just you didn't want to face the Rangers just for that emotional value of it, you know. To or one of you guys were saying that, like yeah, was, you know, just that's Bobby, to, yeah, yeah, to go in and and have that kind of emotion for most of these guys, first ever playoff experience is it going to be a little too much for him you know like do you get a buffalo in the first round and maybe you you know you have a tough series of course but you come out of it and get yourself ready for those you know the the more of the rivalry game against the rangers against carolina you get ready for more for them in the second round but uh you know it's two weeks ago i'm thinking we're not catching carolina now everything changed everything changed with this move yeah, so I don't think there's many people who would disagree with this statement that the Devils probably got more better than any other team at this particular trade deadline right now. The exception of maybe Toronto, because what I hear, they're making news again today. They're really going for it. But for the for what this does to this team, it's already a fantastic team, and adding this element and that heavy power forward, which you don't even get to say anymore, I just think that we got better than everybody else that got better around us. And I tried to make a point the other day about Patrick Kane and the Rangers. And I, again, said, does it really move the needle? And, you know, you guys correctly point out, well, sure, and power play and certain things, you certainly don't want to play against Patrick Kane when you don't have to. But I was listening to a couple of analysts today, and uh, they were kind of saying the same thing. Like, they just kind of, if they get Kane, they got – Two of the same players, they just kind of went out and got Tarasenko and Kane, kind of fulfilling the same role. They didn't really add a dimension. And you're taking a team who's already considered one of the top teams that we were nervous to play, and now they're really altering the chemistry. We're not altering the chemistry. We're bringing a guy in who fits perfectly and can bash some people along the way and be a little bit of protection. I think we just leapt over the Rangers for sure, and I'm literally at this point I'm not scared to play anybody. But you're definitely right. He is the archetype power forward. I mean, this guy is, you know, has all the elements. And, you know, you, I agree. I think the Rangers want Patrick Kane because of the name. Name. So, you know, it's, it's bring the big name in, make the big splash, show everybody that, you know, hey, we have Patrick Kane and we have, you know, Panarin and uh, Tarasenko and Fox and everybody else that's on that team. Uh, you know, all these big names, but yeah, you got Tarasenko and Kane, who are both well past their prime, and, um, you know, you're bringing them in to, like you said, 
yeah, their power play is going to get good better. But you know what? Our power play just got a hell of a lot better. And, um, you know, I, did you say Mo better? I'm I just, said Mo better. You did? Yeah. Okay. I heard just, that. Just yeah. Check, I, I thought I heard that. I just wanted to make sure yeah. that you said Mo better. Mo better. <laughs> All right. We did get Mo better. Patrick Kane, like, if we were a perennial, you know, contender that we're on the way to being, Patrick Kane to me, that's a great, like, hey, here's a nice, you know, missing piece or something. Maybe you're already a really great team. You want that one extra piece, tons of experience, put them on the team. I just feel like the Rangers, they're just, like you said, they're bringing everybody in. They're bringing them in for the name. I mean, two right wings. So literally, are there other two just slotting right down and off the chart? Like, or who are they playing? I don't even know who they're going to play. Um, and it, you know what else? This, it's kind of like the the storyline is setting them up for failure. If we do wind up facing them, everything's going to point to the Rangers. Everyone's going to talk about the Rangers and all their big names. And it's ripe for the picking for an upset. Give me a 4 nothing sweep. Let's get out of here and move on. Oh, how great would that be? I think one thing with the Devils, you know, I don't think the, the Devils are having fun right now. Like, this is, they're a cocky, in a good way. They're young, they're having fun. They, you know, it's funny, when they go, you know, when they go to MSG and deploy, obviously, I think we're going to play the Rangers. Maybe the Devils are, it, it might be, how to explain it, like, they might just have to, they're playing with fire right now. They don't even. It's kind of nice to watch them play. They're not. They're not going to be scared of the Rangers. I don't think at first. I think you're going to because I mean the team is just gelling. You could see it. It's yeah. like a bunch of high school friends. Like they're young, fast. I mean, I think they're kind of all taking the personality of Hughes a little bit. Which when yeah. you listen to Hughes talk, he's obviously a kid. Okay, yeah. he's got all the cockiness of a super talented kid, but not so much in a bad way. And like this is his playground. Like he doesn't even realize, like you know that anything is impossible at all because it's not for him. How about and when he scored that goal against the Rangers kind of, and he oh, shook yeah. his jersey's logo at the fans? And this, I mean, come on, man. That's yeah. just like, you know. That's what we need, yeah. And he, yeah, he wants like, this, you know, definitely. Yeah. And he's got like a very cool demeanor. He's got drive, but you don't see him all hissy fit. I haven't seen him ever get like, you know, like earlier before we went on, we were talking about Taylor Hall. And he does not have Taylor Hall's personality. He's got a different kind of personality. They're both were cocky in their own way but you know i don't know what it takes to make taylor hall happy hughes is enjoying his life he's enjoying what he's doing this is coming together the way he had hoped and so i think like the team is kind of taking on some of that personality they're all in that shared experience and you know i could see that happening like you said it is a pretty thing to watch and they do they they play hard for each other and uh that it does take a little bit of time to get to a team to that point where they don't they're going to give 100% every night on the ice because that guy next to them is giving 100% every time they're on the ice. And you've seen it with every team that wins the Stanley Cup. That's what you, you have to gel like that. This team seems to definitely be doing that, and I agree with you. And another thing about Hughes that I really like is he genuinely loves to play in New Jersey. Like he, you know, he says it all the time, you know, best fans in the NHL. You know, he loves, you know, he gets, he, he, ta- he wears it as like a, you know, a, a Wears it on his sleeve when they like they, we, we lose at home. Like he hates that losing in front of the fans. You know all that stuff. Like he's just uh, a guy who I think can take this this franchise to a, a place that we've never even seen. Three cups in you know whatever uh, six seven years seven years eight years was awesome. But I mean they haven't won anything yet. But I mean is it? These guys should really be in the running over the next five or six years for a Stanley Cup every single year. And really think about it. With Timu not signing that extension, 
I mean, it doesn't. I think Timo's going to want to play here. We have a team now that people are going to want to play with. This is not. We're not used to this. And he's super close with Heischer, so mm-hmm. that's a plus. And yeah, the Swiss connection, right? Yes. We got three three, three, uh, three Swiss, Swiss nationals. And yeah. Fitzgerald said today, I read that um, he's not worried at all about locking Meyer up. He thinks it'll happen. And uh, he was asked about Brat, and he said that is my. And Brat's agent apparently knew this, that that was my next order of business as soon as the trade deadline was over. So apparently he's going to try and lock up Brat because that's the other thing that kind of scares you, right? Like those losing maybe both those guys in this offseason, like you can't allow that to happen. So no, then it looks like an <laughs> Exactly. What was that? I didn't hear you. It'd be a whole different show this show next year then. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't let both of them go. Exactly. You can't <laughs> let both of them go. Um, so, and, and again, Fitzgerald, if there's a way to lock them both up, he's going to. So, you know, and, and the, that's over the summer. That's right now, you know, we're about to get rolling and uh, yeah. getting into the playoffs here. And, you know, it's funny. Tony, do you remember – the dude Fred that used to work at the arcade next to us. Oh yeah, on the ball up, right? Oh yeah. He was a huge, huge Ranger fan. Mm-hmm. And in '94, when they beat us, and uh, he was gloating and everything, and I, I made a bet with him. I said, Fred, the Devils will win three Stanley Cups before the Rangers win another one. I bet you twenty bucks. You know, I didn't see that dude for about ten, twelve years after that. One night, I'm in a bar and I see him, and he walks up to me, and hands me twenty bucks. I had no idea what the hell he was talking about. Hello. <laughs> I had no idea what he was talking about. He's like, we made that bet. You said the Devils would win three cups before the Rangers won another one. He handed me the $20. And uh, I, this team, it, it, right now I'm at kind of at, like, I want to see how far this team can go and all this stuff and great. But just win a cup before the, the Rangers do. Don't let the Rangers win a cup before this team. I, you know I, what? I, I, I got to clarify something, too, here, you know. It's just me sitting here as Joe fan saying, you know, Devils, Rangers, first round. I want to avoid all that extra emotion that they don't need. You know, that first bad check, and now they're more worried about, you know, the big bad Rangers and the rivalry than the game. That doesn't mean that players like Jack Hughes' eyes don't light up at the concept of playing the Rangers. It might just take his game to another level just because, he's like, all right, you know what, guys, get on here. We're taking them down, and you know who knows what he can do when he's that motivated. So again, it was just me saying I just watch enough hockey to be like, just prefer to maybe get into an opponent where the focus is on hockey and not on rivalry. But this guy, the way he plays, he might just put the cape on permanently. I think there's a lot of guys on this team that can put that cape on come playoff time. I, I really like, do. I Jack mean, always I, plays I, good against the Rangers. I mean, you yeah, know, that's it's, what I'm saying. You know, and and think about it, like. That lottery goes a different way, and Jack Hughes is wearing a Ranger jersey. Yep. We'd hate him. We would hate him. Hate him. Hate him. Because we got Capo Caco. What are you kidding me? Yeah. They got Jack Hughes, and we have Capo Caco. What is it? How much? How many goals does Hughes have this year? Is it thirty-six? Dan, thirty-six. You said? Yeah. Thirty-six. So, so the career of Caco is what thirty-eight goals, and this year we got Hughes with uh, thirty-six. I mean, and Caco's really thirty-eight Capo's career. Th- 38 career goals. Yeah, career, I believe it is. And that was uh, that, that's a couple days ago I saw that. So it could be, obviously, you know, a couple more. No, that's there. twice, too. Because, you know, the Heischer year, too, was it Nolan Patrick? And it was the 1A1. I feel bad for Nolan Patrick, though, man. You make the right decision on that. Patrick's crap. Yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's not done at all. Why he's done Patrick, I believe, now. What? So he's always hurt. He was always hurt, too. Oh, yeah. And he had some really bad. I think he's, I don't even think he's playing right now. Like, he's, well, then he uh, made that uh, when, you know, because. Look, there wasn't too much 
uh, talk between who the Devils were going to take when Hughes was number one. It was there was night and day. You were, but yeah. with the Heischer thing, there was a lot of talk. Who were the Devils oh, yeah. going to take? And I remember them uh, talking to Nolan Patrick, and they asked him who he'd prefer to play for. And he's like, I don't care whoever drafts me, but I just got to say, I, I, I prefer cheesesteaks over pizza. All right. How's that working out for you, Noah? Remember his face, too, when they called out Nico's name? I don't know if you guys yeah. remember his face. Yeah. It was like. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, again, another one that if it went the other way, how, how much different does this team look? I mean, yeah. the fact that we were able to nail both those picks. Uh, and I, I'm just so psyched to see this the rest of this season and see how this team pans out with Meyer in there. It's going to be so much damn fun. And remember, yeah. we still have a week till trade deadline. Something I know there's something's going to happen. I mean, Fitzgerald's even saying his crew comes in tomorrow. He said actually for the you know to get ready for the trade. So they have something's going to happen. Well, I mean, you think they're going to make another move then? Yeah, I do. I do. What do you think they're going to go for? Well, hopefully defenseman. Um, I think, and, and I know Bobby was saying about Holtz. I still would not be too sure that Holtz, would, you know, if they don't move him this week, you know, if they get someone big. I mean, but I, you know, I think they're going to make one more move at least. I mean, I think, I'll, you know, I'll gladly put him in any package that brings in like that next mm-hmm. solid defense when we need. I'm just saying, as a prospect, I far from giving up on him, and if he sticks around, I just. And he's the victim of having too many good players. Like, you don't get to see him enough. He's not really getting, you know, our team is so stacked with these young talents. It's like. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. He he had every opportunity that Dawson Mercer had. And Dawson Mercer and him came into the same camp. Everybody thought that, um, what's it called, Holtz was going to take that position. And it, Holtz, I mean, uh, Dawson Mercer just made it impossible to not give it. To him, he played that much better. That much. So these two dudes are uh, on the exact same trajectory. Dawson Mercer picked the NHL speed up a lot quicker. Picked up, you know, especially his defensive play a lot quicker. All around a better player. I mean, I just think that Alex Holtz is going to be Pavel Zaka. That's it. I've called him Pavel Zaka light since the beginning, and that's what I think he is. So, I, I mean, you know, and Bobby, you can watch him maybe four, four times a year when he's playing in Washington when we have uh, Tom Wilson. I, yeah, like I said, I would love Tom Wilson. I'm sure it's just a rumor, but I would love Tom Wilson on this team. I dish. didn't hear any of that, but, oh, man, that makes it move a little bit, right? I mean, yeah, that, and that you heard it too, Dan. You heard a little bit of rumblings about that. I saw too, two yeah. different articles on it, and, um, you know, it's definitely nothing concrete. Look, I, like I said, my bar for – the defenseman we need is really not that high as Tom Wilson. I, I want somebody solid to to basically replace Severson. You, right. you know that's how I feel with it. I, I just am. you know, it, I'm not saying we got to land the best defenseman ever because we got a pretty good core. I, of course, I'd love Tom Wilson. Of course, I'd love somebody who's top tier. But honestly, we could even do a minor trade that gives you a, a boost for a defensive defenseman in place of Severson, and that's a win. And I really feel like that's Which it. Could happen. Yeah, hopefully. Here's my problem with that, and this question's really kind of for Dan because he's been talking about this defense problem for a while. Assuming we go out and get somebody, anybody, right, Stevenson's not going to be in that trade. So he's essentially still here. So who is really going to be sat if we get this other person? Who would you sit? Because I don't think management would sit Severson. I think that they would trade Severson. What if they can't take him? What if they can't get rid of him? We're just assuming he's going to be gone. Right, well, what do you think, Dan? You, it was going to you. You're not going to re-sign him, right? So the money's already spent. The money's spent. So if we can't trade him, which is option one, option two is put him on waivers. Like, And I know that sounds like it sucks. 
you're making a playoff run. You got now. This is assuming you get a defenseman who is maybe not like the question mark that like Harrington is. Like, uh, can we run with him? And this is assuming you know we got somebody who's got more experience than some of these great prospects that maybe we're afraid to give that spot to. I don't know. Honestly, if we don't pull off by the trade deadline, I still would love to see Luke Hughes come up and get some games in it, and let's make a decision after like four or five games. Can can we give him the spot or not? Because I feel like it's imperative to get rid of Severson. He's going to cost you games. There, you can't lose too many games because of one defenseman in the playoffs without going out of the playoffs. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the number one thing is replace Severson fast. I don't know that the powers that be feel the same is my point. I don't think there's I think Severson's I they love him. They love him. So it's not going to happen is kind of my point. So You might be right. I don't in know. the event somebody else does come over, now you got to make a pretty hard decision on who you're sitting. Because that core, for the most part, has been pretty good all year. Well, who would I you mean, sit besides Severson, though? Is there another one to sit uh, besides Smith, Severson? If we're talking playoffs, playing. I sit Severson. But yeah. I'm just telling you that's not the feeling I get. They just seem to always be behind them. So, Chris, right, so, you're saying Brendan Smith maybe? Well, yeah, I mean, let's say that they go and they get Tom okay. Wilson, right? So your number one pairing is uh, what uh, Marino, Graves. You got uh, Siegenthaler and Hamilton. And then you would have, you know, Wilson and Severson or Wilson right, and Brendan yeah. Smith or Wilson and Ball. You know, I just think uh, if yeah, you can you have enough guys. I think that you can you'd be okay without Severson. I totally yeah, and I think uh, Wilson is a right. Def- I got to double check that, but I think they're both right defensemen. So like that's more likely you're going to replace Severson than than uh, than Smith in that scenario. I mean, Smith has not been playing well, um, right? But I I just think. Severson's, got way too many penalties. Smith yes. is killing us with penalties. And Severson's mistakes, uh, just you don't win, and we've said it a million times, you don't win Stanley Cups with players on your team like Damon Severson. They're you the just, most time untimely mistakes. Right. Too. He gives you, like, these mistakes that kill you, you know? Like, that's just the worst times that have mistake. So, Wilson, I thought Wilson was a little bit older than that. He's, he's 28. I thought he was a little bit older. I thought he was in his 30s. Got all the playoff experience in the world. I mean, he'd be sure such does. a get. Uh, you know, add another playoff guy to this team. Well, it would be huge. It would be huge to get him. Pups and pitchforks here. Um, Nick Villano, he wrote an article saying New Jersey Devils is now right time to target Tom Wilson. So yeah. uh, uh, now he has, um, I think this was written a day ago. So this was right at the uh, trade, right when the uh, Meyer deal was done. Um, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't. He was still talking about the Meyer deal, so I don't think he has anything on here as far as what you would give up. Because, um, I mean, I don't think anybody really thought Washington was going to start selling, and then they did. Uh, but I, the one thing about Wilson that I'm not quite sure about, because they had promised Ovechkin, like, we are not going to tear this thing down. We're going to try and stay competitive every year. If you go and get the trade Tom Wilson, that's a, that's a sign. You're tearing it down. Now I've even heard they're talking about moving Oshie. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Really? I heard that today too on one of the NHL channels. Yeah, he's amazing. And Wilson, I thought like I, I tell you, I, I don't know if you heard this, Don. I didn't know. I thought he was in his thirties. He's only twenty eight. I, I thought he was twenty nine, but okay, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, he's twenty eight. Um, Wilson's been a dirty player in the past when no one cares. 
Uh, is he a right defenseman too? Like Severson? I, I, th- I thought I came across that, but I got I would look it up again. I'm not sure. Man, if you had Tom Wilson on this team, I I think that it's another game changer. I think. Yeah, another. I mean, it, he changes what he brings to your game. Nobody on this Devils roster plays the way he does. Nobody, and we've been saying since the the 13-game win streak. We and Dan, it was just Dan and I doing the show. Like, yeah, this team's fantastic. What happens in the playoffs? What happens when they play the bigger, grittier teams? When things, you know, when things get a lot smaller out there, you don't have enough space. Uh, everything is a lot. Every, every, <clears throat> excuse me. Every inch is so much work to get. What are they going to do when they play a team that can lock it down and play strong defense? Have guys that hit. Tom Wilson, he definitely, you know, throws a. a you know, makes you a, a, a legitimate contender in that area. I really because they're going to target our guys. That's how it works. They're going to target the uses. They're going to target these dudes. You know, and if you have to have that dude that with Wilson, you have that they think twice about it. You know, back in the day, you had guys like Peluso and guys that were there to make you think about before you basically yeah. fuck around and find out, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, but he, like he's a winger though too. He's not a defense, but he's a winger, so Who, that changes things. Yeah, I thought Wilson was a defenseman. Yeah, he kind of he plays was. like it, and maybe because we got this Stevens image in our head, but. It looks like he's always been a winger. I'm Are trying we to think that fucking he... stupid that we seriously? <laughs> yeah, it turns out we're that stupid. But Holy you know shit. what? Um, he's got that grit there that you'd still want on this team. It presents a problem to put another talented winger on this team a little bit when we're looking for a defenseman. But yeah, yeah, I could have sworn that that he was a freaking uh, that he was a defenseman. What a bunch of idiots we are. Yeah, you know, I mean, he plays a good, tight, gritty game, so those kind of people always make you think about some of the defensemen out there. But, um, you know, it says, like, he did start playing minor hockey as a defenseman, but I think his time in the NHL has been uh, always as a winger. Let's see. Yeah, pretty much. He's only played 13 games this season. So, but, you know, hey, man, that would be another guy then. I I like him better as far as a a, a winger. Um you know, uh, just his style of play. And you had uh, two guys with size like Meyer and, and Wilson on there. And this whole team, I mean, they're just going to be so much fun to watch here on out. And I, I cannot wait for the playoffs. I can't wait till we do our brackets. we yeah. got to pick. Yeah, we're going to have to pick every series and the games. And we're going to be going over a lot of stats. And I'm working on all the uh, – the graphs and everything now. The analytics? It. You got uh, the analytics going? I hate analytics. I really do. Like, it just I sounds so this, cool, though, I right? Know, analytics. It's a cool word, but yeah. I, I hate the advanced, especially in football. I don't yeah. understand half of the ones in hockey, you know, and I'm reading about all these different, you know, advanced They get way out there, you know? It's like, yeah. And, uh, what? I, I, yeah, just give me, you know, games played, goals, assists, points, plus, minus. That's all I need. Uh, you know, all this other, well, he, you know, scores 37% of the time when he's at the left circle. and when On he's a at Tuesday. The right. It's like, come on, man. I don't <laughs> well, know I can't be doing that fantasy, those fantasy sports, like fantasy football and stuff. I just can't. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. I've never played fantasy football. I tried fantasy hockey once, but there's too many fucking players. And you got to root against your own games. team when a certain player is playing yeah, them. Yeah. I, mean, come on. I can't do that. Like, well, yeah. obviously, our fantasy team would be fucked because we'd be drafting wingers as a defenseman. <laughs> so that's a problem. My fantasy team, I got Tom Wilson starting in goal tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we make a mistake, we got to live with it, right? What a bunch of fucking dipshits. 
Anyway, weed um, is legal so, now. <laughs> yeah, Tom is, Fitzgerald's job is safe. That it is, He's, my friend. Imagine him calling that up. Is. I need your defenseman, Tom Wilson. <laughs> yeah, All right, yeah sure. What do you want for him? Samboni <laughs> driver shows up. All right, well, so what's the game? Is Wednesday night? Or yeah, I can't wait for Wednesday. I mean, this makes like every game like a must-see game. Uh-huh. You want to see like not only his debut, but you want to see how this team's gelling. Do you guys think he's playing Wednesday? I don't know. They were saying that, you know, he says he wants to play, uh, but you know whether or not he's going to be able to is a different story. I, I, I really hope he's out there, especially that game, right? Cup champs, the new look devs, and you put him out there. Oh man, that would just be awesome. And wait until he comes home. I think Tuesday night, right? That would be the first game against uh, Toronto, right? Did you guys see the press conference with Fitzgerald? He was saying that. Uh... Because, you know, the, the fans were chanting Timu before they got him. And he's right. like, you know, he's like, I heard it. You know, he's like, I mean, it's just, this guy was destined to be on this team. Like, you know, it was it was like almost like even before he got on the team, you kind of knew he was probably going to land. I don't know. It just felt like he should be a devil. So he just yeah. does what the fans tell him to do. And we should just go start It'd be nice, wouldn't trade it? Blackwood <laughs> chants and yeah, trade exactly. Severson chants. And Free tickets. Them. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> so Wednesday night. So I, I'm. Wednesday night against Colorado. We got Friday night against um, who are we playing Friday? Vegas. Thursday is it Friday against the Avs? Wait, no. I mean it's tomorrow. Wednesday Avs, Friday Vegas. Vegas, okay. gotcha. That's another tough one. Yeah. Those are two really good games. So, all right. Well, uh, how about we jump on uh, Thursday if you guys are uh, up to it, and we'll yeah. chat a little bit about the the game Wednesday. Timo Myers' hopeful debut. Anything else you gentlemen want to talk about? I mean, that about covers it for me. How about you guys? Um, yeah, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. All, All right, right, so uh, that's it. We will see you when we see you. All right, Peace. puck is out. Uh...